Hey America, I'm Frank Cotto. And I'm Brad DeMint. Welcome to the Positive Patriots. Man, Brad, it's been another great week here in politics and in the world. And I got to say, I'm really excited about our podcast today. I am too. We have a great guest, Allie Legs, on the show today. Allie, how you doing? Hey guys, how are you? Man, Allie, you're exciting. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. You're, you're right, just a little ball of energy, aren't yep. you? Well, when you have five kids, you kind of have to be. You definitely. Well, you have a lot of energy for being the end of the day, and you have five. Are they back in school already? Yes. Well, one of them is not. Oh, boy. Uh, the little one, she's four, and she starts VPK on Monday. Oh, and She's really boy. excited. She's been crying every day, every time we take the kids to drop them off at school in the morning. She's like, I want to go to school. <laughs> she wants to go to school. And then she's going to go and be like... I don't want to go to school. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. like only when you're four is when you want to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> my 10-year-old daughter had a breakdown this morning. My kids don't start till next week. They're in a private school, and they um, and she had to do her reading that she's like postponed all summer or whatever. I don't have to work during the summer. It's summer break. I'm just like, oh, my. I just heard it in the other room. Like, Honey, you can deal with that one. So, that is not fair. God, no, it is not. I so, never liked doing that either. Right? No, no, none of us did. So, so Ali, uh, we, I understand you're running for school board in yep, Hillsborough County. The most important election. You know, some people so. would back in the day would think you're joking when oh, you said that. Serious. But you, you are very serious. 70% of Americans go through our public education system. Yeah. And they're and, physically yeah. touched by those policies. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes. And you, you shape the way... The country goes with how you educate the youth because the youth are the future of the nation. Yes, they are. And if you miseducate them and they're not critical thinkers, they're not self-motivated to do things and they don't know what they're doing when they graduate, you end up with what we have. Right. And we need people that are strong leaders that are willing to step in there and say, this isn't working. We need to figure out a different way and fix it. So when, when did you first decide that this is what you're going to do? Because I mean, five kids. I mean, how do you even have time? For I this? don't. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I don't. I'm doing this because it is necessary. Um, this isn't something that I wanted to do. It's something that I felt that I had to do as a civic, you know, service person, as someone that values, you know, what we have here in America. And, you know, it, education is just so important. And I have five kids. Like, how do you not? I couldn't. Right. I couldn't expect someone else to do it for me. I'm their best advocate. And if I'm willing to step on the front lines and say, listen, this isn't working for my kids, and I know several other families, hundreds of other families that feel the same way, I couldn't just let someone else do it. I had right. to just step forward and do it. If not me, then who, right? And if not now, then when? So it's time to step up and just get started. Um, I believe it started for me 2020, like everybody else did. I was going to ask you. Right? Yeah. Yep. So were you sitting in the house listening to the uh, the, the remote learning and saying, uh, this doesn't seem right? Well, sort of. So a little background. I have been an advocate for parental rights, religious, medical, educational freedom, advocating for children uh, that are special needs, that are medically complex for six years here in Hillsborough County, in the state of Florida, and nationally. Um, I even teach families across our nation how to build lasting relationships with their local elected representatives in order to hold them accountable for what they do when they're in office. And you do that by teaching them the proper role of government and the proper role of the office that they're in. Because everyone wants to hold someone accountable, but if you don't know what they're doing and what their job is right. and how it affects yeah, exactly. you as a person, then you can't properly hold them accountable. So that's where education comes in for me. Um, and I've been doing that for, I mean, six years. I work with Moms for America. I just started that about maybe a year ago, doing doing that with them. It's another parent-led organization like Moms for Liberty that's just trying to empower moms and, and parents and families on how to 
be civic servants, you know, and, and family lobbyists and just lobby for themselves, be a part of the process. You can't complain about it and not do something. So you have exactly. to educate yourself and then put yourself in action. Um, and that's what we're doing across the nation, as you can see, yes. <laughs> with yeah. this parent movement that's happening. Yeah. Well, I um, love that you're a mom that's getting into this, right? Yes. Because a, a lot of people that run for school board, they've either like been in education mm -hmm. for a while or principal or something like Retired. that. Retired. Yeah. And, and you're actually a mom that cares about her kids and other people's kids yeah. and making sure that the right things are happening in the school system. So that's awesome. Yeah, right. well, God knows Thank five you. kids. You don't have, I have two kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I often wonder how my friends who have three and four even live their lives. I mean, I'm not even joking about it. I, I'm like, I'm like, I can, my wife and I, I'm, I'm self-employed. My wife doesn't work. She raises two kids, a hard job, obviously. Right. Yeah. But I wonder how these hardworking families where both mom and dads have to work how do they even have time to go grocery shopping exactly. to clean the house, yep. to take kids to the eye doctor? Well, and, like, and you know, that, that 2020 brought that to light too. Right. Right. So I think for a long time we have, as parents, we've kind of taken a backseat to education because we are so busy. Right. Do you know what I mean? We have, we work eight hours a day and then we come home and our kids have to go to bed by eight 30 or seven 30, depending on their age and what grade they're in. Um, and what time they need to get up and then they get up and then they go to daycare and then you're off to work and then you don't see them after that. And right. when you come home, they have all this homework that they have to do and you have to retrain yourself in the education that they're learning <laughs> yeah. in order to help them with that. And you're so exhausted. Like we've taken a step back. So we all have a responsibility. We've all need to take responsibility for what has happened in our country with education. Right. Um, but 2020 was an eye opener. It was, you had 2020 vision when the schools decided to close down, which I didn't agree with. I thought it should have been, you know, a choice if the teachers that wanted to go to school and felt that it was necessary, that they felt safe enough to go with the same yep. PPE that our nurses had, that they could go and it should be open. And the students that couldn't afford to stay at home and remote learn, which was a whole hot mess in right. and of itself, but um, that they had the option to go. When you have government that mandates you do something that you are not comfortable with, that's a problem. That's Absolutely. not what our government was built on. We have to have options. With, with no choice, you don't have freedom, right? Yeah. And that becomes a dictatorship, and, and that's not what we were built on. Does it blow your mind how fast people just buckled, though? Oh, like when the government yes. said it, it was like yeah. everybody fell in line. And yeah. if you spoke up, you were like this Satan worshiper crazy guy. Right. Well, you know, that was a group of moms here in Tampa and Florida, we did a reopen rally in Tampa. Um, and we had 400 people show up to that. Awesome. And every, awesome. we made international news with that one because I mean, it just, it, it's so important. Your government cannot tell you sovereign citizens of America right. <laughs> that they can and that they can't go to work. If right. you put food Don't. on your table, you're an essential worker. Absolutely. So yes, everybody then, is. Yep. And closing schools down, you ended up with children that depended on food, uh, yeah, how many They're, kids are on yeah. free lunch yep. so and, and almost, free breakfasts? Is that, isn't it like 30 or 40%? I think it's higher than that, honestly. It's crazy. It is. I think it's like 89, 90%. Oh my gosh. Of Hillsborough County students are, are on free reduced lunch. So, so my mom's a retired school principal. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm dangerous in, yes. <laughs> in like my knowledge about this <laughs> stuff. So I mean, she, she's told me stuff over the years, but it's always blown my mind. So when all this happened, that's the first thing I thought of is what are these kids going to do who rely on the food? Well, it wasn't just food, right? It was, it, well, and they kind of worked with nonprofits in order to mitigate that situation, oh, but good. that put a strain on the nonprofits, right? Because they don't normally do that. 
That right. was something that was out of their wheelhouse. So they had to, you know, gather things together and raise some money in order for them to to help with that situation. And then you had parents that didn't necessarily need the food that were going out to go get the food anyway, uh, which which was a problem for me as well. Uh, um, it, we just we live in this like consumer society here in America, and I think we need to get away from that. We need to start producing more. But that and yeah. that's where being a little more self sufficient, right. you think? Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's where the whole education comes from. Uh, we need to teach kids, you know, to work with their hands and to be more self sufficient. Right. Um, go into workforce development, like carpenters and plumbing yeah. and things like that. Um, uh, have you ever met Rick Baker before? Mm-mm. The uh, former mayor of St. Pete. So I've, I've had the uh, opportunity to hang out with him a few times and had him on the radio shows. And he is a huge proponent proponent of trade schools. Yes, I exactly love trade that. schools. We trades, have, vocationals, yes, all yes. of it. People don't understand. Those are the people who keep our civilization running. Well, it's the backbone of the... America. Right. It's the yeah. backbone. Like, but, how are you not educating the yeah. backbone? Like, the, what we're doing now is we're educating corporate workhorses. Right. And that's not what America was built on. That's what you have in, like, China. That's what yeah. you have in communist countries where they work for corporation or they work for government. Yeah. We need to make sure that we're maintaining our sovereignty by being self-sufficient yes, yes. individuals and as an American society. Yeah, like, for the last 30 years, you've looked down on people who didn't go to college. Right. It's almost like, oh, you're a dummy. You're not going to college or, or you're going to be some, you know, blah, blah. No, those it's, are the backbone. Yeah, it's, and it's this expertise kind of mindset that we've gotten into where only experts can tell you what's best for you. Right. And I kind of find that to be really strange. Like, as long as you know how to read, you can literally teach yourself anything. Yes. Yeah. You really can. And, and ed, you know, educators are not the only people that hold space for education. Education is a quest for knowledge. As long as you have that question in your head for something and you go and search for the answer, as long as you know how to do that, you the sky is the limit. It really is. So you're it, so right. That's you're, what I want to have that, our kids learn, you know. And, and, you know, I didn't go to college. Right. And I had a lot of my teachers. They're always telling me, oh, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to work at I've McDonald's or too. something. Right. And, no, you got to own a McDonald's. Yeah, well, and I never had plans to go to college. You know, I always loved real estate. That's what I wanted. To, I wanted to get into that industry. I didn't want to go to college. A lot of my friends were all going to college, and I wasn't even worried about that. I was going to personal development seminars while I was still in high school. Awesome. You know, I went to a Tony Robbins event when I was 17. You were texting what? with Grant Cardone, and, uh, probably. <laughs> like, literally, he well, was. Well, well, I was, you know, for me, I was, I was really getting into personal development. I think I learned more. From guys like Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone and, and all the personal development, like listening back to the Zig Ziglar and, and all the guys from personal development world, I learned more from that than I did in, in school. Right. And I remember I went back my senior year and I only had one teacher that really thought that stuff was awesome. A lot of my other teachers were like, oh, well, you know, you still should try to go to college. You know, you're not going to be successful <laughs> just following these guys on Instagram. Right. And uh, now they're they're all pretty much wrong, right? But it was <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> it was, they were all wrong, okay? Yeah. And uh, that's why I put on the side of Northeast High School. I put a, a picture of myself and my company to, to market that. Good. Oh, Just because awesome. now the teachers that said I would never be anything, now they have to look at my face every single day when they try. I to love that, Brad. <laughs> I didn't know you did that. You know that? No. Um, that's so, smart. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, is like they always try to push college so hard on yeah. me. And I didn't like college. You know, I really didn't think there was no reason for me to go to college. I wanted to do real estate. I wanted to do title, right? You don't go to college to learn how to become a real estate investor. <laughs> you know, no. you don't go to Sadly. college to learn title, right? Right. And, and even in mortgages, right? There's so many mortgage people that are in the mortgage business. You're oh. on a mortgage company. So there's, and, and there's more than that. There's more than just the real estate industry, right? There's all those trades. You don't need to go to college. Most of my friends didn't go to college and they're all doing great. They're making more money than all my friends that are just getting out of college and like, what am I going to do now? Right. Well, when they go to college, they decide to get a degree 
in a field that's saturated already. Right. Yeah. And it's like when you get out of college, you, you're even more demoralized, right? Because now you have over, what is it? Over $100,000 in debt, yep. right? And you don't know what to do with that. And you're like, well, I have to make this amount of money in order for this to work for me. But then you're stuck because the market's sac- yeah. saturated. The vast majority of people who do? go to college don't even go into their field of study. No, they don't. Right? I love it. I'll be a paleontologist or a marine biologist. You know, that's it's like that. I'm not making fun of those great jobs, by the way. Um, but it, it's true. We, we're 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 trained to go to the institution, not really to get educated. And it's become such a sadly a corrupt institution in the way the money flows and everything that the in universities. But you know, I, the emphasis we don't have to talk crap about college, but we need we need to focus on the other side, that there are other options. But what I love about Allie is that by running for the school board, you can help change it at the lower level. Yes. Because that's, it's what we've, I think we learned in 2020, is a lot of us picked up on the indoctrination. Mm-hmm. And we picked up on, you know, even Florida was it isn't terrible for that stuff, but we picked up on the bads of right. what our kids were being taught. And, and all of a sudden, a mother of five who I know who has no time yeah, no. <laughs> is out here saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to volunteer. Because God knows you're not getting paid a lot to do yeah, that. No, not no, getting paid like, at all, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically you're getting gas money okay, yeah. to go in there. But but we need this. We need this grassroots movement. We need the moms. And, yeah. and I love what you said before the show is um, that you've never been an educator. Mm-hmm. And you, you've never you've never been in the school system in that sense. But you're a mom. Yeah. You're the one who should be. I hated watching those videos during the whole crap of the school things all over the place where they these school board people were talking down to just parents yep. and all the parents mm-hmm. were trying but to then say, they sit there and say that we need parent parental involvement. It's the most important. <laughs> Yet they had silencing us when we come yeah. to talk to you. And, and that's a great point. We had more resource officers at school board meetings than we have at our local schools. Right. Wow. Like make that make sense. Yeah. And that was around the time when the DOJ was trying to say that parents, well, they didn't try to say it. They, oh, no, they sent said a letter. It. They said it, that parents that come to school board meetings are domestic terrorists. And yes. my veteran bones in my body was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did a press conference outside the S- uh, NSBA. Really? Um, telling them exactly how I felt about that. You can find that on YouTube. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> there, there you go. You've had, hey, by the way, before we get too far in, um, if you guys want to find out more about Allie, it's it's voteallymarieleg.com, right? Yes. VoteAllieMarieLeg.com. L-E-G-G-E, you guys. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> I bet you if you put in L-E-G, it'll probably find it. Yeah, you'll probably yeah. find it. You'll find it. Just, just Google it. Allie Marie Leg. That's what yep. you got to remember. Okay. So I, I know, you know, you have a military background, mm-hmm. you know, which I love. So I asked you earlier, you know, are you pro-gun? You're like, absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, uh, the reason why it's in our Constitution as a Second Amendment is because you have an inherent right. You have a God-given right to defend yourself. Right. At all costs. Yourself, yep. your property, and life. Right? Right. End of story. That's it. Yeah. Mic drop. Can you, you don't have to drop that. Yeah, well, mic, I mean, you that. should have that as one of your I, things. <laughs> there you go. We were just talking about, hold on, here we go. Boom. We were just talking about our fun sound effects. There we go. We'll do a mic drop one. We'll get the other one you talked about. Yeah. Uh, we, we get, we're going to add some cool, cool sounds on there because I think we need that. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, I was, I, I wanted to ask you about, and actually Brad, you brought it up, was was about uh, the schools and guns in schools and arming the teachers. Yeah, and, like the Guardian program, I think is what it's called. Yes. I think that's a great idea. I mean, if, if. If how do we and this is this is how I, I propose it because I was at a another forum that I guess wasn't really as patriotically friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she framed us patriotically friendly. Yes, yes. <laughs> not right wing nuts. <laughs> Patriotic friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank right. you for that, Alan. Right. Um, so I was asked a question about how well how do you feel about the Guardian? You know, arming our our teachers is that the best that Florida can do? And I was like, 
Well, how do we protect our politicians? Mm-hmm. The old turnaround. How do how do you feel protected when you're at a ball game? Right. Right. Yeah. Our youth are the future of our nation. They are the most valuable asset we have in America. And we can't protect them the same way. Right. I don't understand that. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And then they're like, oh, well, we have one resource officer. There's always a resource officer at the school. I'm like, one person for 2,500 students. Right. That doesn't make tactical sense at all. No. Oh. And you like, might know a little bit about tactical yeah, stuff, right? I may. Just I a may. little. Just, just, a just a smidge. So we talked about another episode that we, we you know, the, the solution, one, well, we talked about how they sent $40 billion to Ukraine. And we were like, how much it would cost. It would cost, what was it? Like We, we figured it out. Yeah, we, we did the math. I think it was like, we said on an episode a few weeks, I think it was like $9 billion or something. Yeah. That it would cost to arm veterans to go into schools. Yeah, do like an Overwatch be... program. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. We figured it out that you could put an armed veteran or, or retired police officer in every single school in America. And it was, I think it was like nine or 10 billion yeah. is what we figured out. Yeah, I mean, so you, you could can't... do it for four years. I mean, a squad that. of five would be sufficient, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Right? A, squ- a small squadron. Yeah. Five, five. Absolutely. Men, women, whoever wanted to strategically <laughs> play, right, surround strategically the, place. the, you know, and doing Overwatch like that just makes sense. It really just does make sense. How many veterans and retired police officers do you think so would not many. volunteer? I think they would volunteer. Do, absolutely, I, really do think they would I would volunteer. volunteer. We we've talked about that with people on the on the radio. The hardworking businessmen like us like, would do it. it. It's not like how how it's being framed on the other side, where of they're course. like, you know, they're just going to give guns to anybody. No, <laughs> they're not going to give guns to anybody. No. Like that's not how that works. Well, the U.S. Guys. government does that. Well, but. well, you know, and weaponizing our IRS. Like, oh, oh. What, what? Gestapo much? Like, what is happening yeah. here? Yeah. I can't. That's... No, but you're right. They're not going to arm just everybody. It was yeah. a great idea. We can give it to trained people. There, yes. There's so many. But the bottom line is we have to have a breath of fresh air on our school boards. Yeah. And that's what you are. Is And in, in obviously, we hope you win. Uh, by the way, who can vote for you? The whole county, right? Everybody. If you live in Hillsborough County and you're registered to vote... You can vote for Alley Leg. Got it. And the election awesome. is when? August 23rd. August and early 23rd. voting is going on now. I Take your happy behind down to the <laughs> polling place yep. and vote for change. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. And if you really do want change, whether you agree with all of my policies or all of what I say or not, like we all can agree that there needs to be change. Our children 100%. don't need to be learning porn in schools. Oh One, my. it's a felony. Two, it violates obscenity laws in Florida. Yeah. It doesn't need to happen, especially when we have the only psychologist on the board, by the way, who has been listening to this for 19 months now. We've had two, we've had moms go to school board meetings twice a month for 19 months now, reading excerpts from these books. We found over 200 of them and the list just keeps getting longer and longer and longer. And the amount of things that we have found is just is astronomically shocking. You have pictures of children um, participating in sex acts. It vividly, explicitly explains rape, incest, molestation, um, fisting. I, I mean, it's whoa, just... Whoa, what? I, I, Dang. That <laughs> got Brad's attention. Like, very... Oh, no. <laughs> that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Uh, no, don't tell him the name of the book. Don't. <laughs> no, that's... No, it's crazy. <laughs> no, just my face. I was like, that's in school that's, books? Yes, like, that's it's, like... It's in, I know. Like, can't even it's, believe yeah, that. It's in library, library. I mean, I haven't heard that yeah. word since college. I don't think right. so. Like, Allie like, got me. Sorry, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bring the truth. I'm real. You I can't. That's you awesome, know what, though. Like that, you get what you get with me. Like, oh my! You know, um, that's so what we need. It, it's really, it's really disheartening. You know, having a psychologist on the board not champion something, something like this, with, that is detrimental 
to a child's well-being, to their to their mental health, to their emotional health, like that is something that is a problem for me. Um, so we have a good or bad psychologist no, on the board. She's terrible. Yeah, she's the because incumbent. she's allowing. She's one of the one of the ones that she's. I'm running against her. <gasps> I want to replace her. Oh, for that okay, and we several need to other reasons. Push that part right there. So right. you are going to replace the crazy psychologist. Hopefully, replace the crazy psychologist who's okay with the fisting manual. Amen. Like, oh my God. Uh, it's, it's scary. I mean, it's like, well, you want to ban books. Yes, yes, yes. I want to ban that. Yes, I do. Because if you're not going to, if a teacher can't bring a TV into the room and put on a porno, right. Why would you let them read it? Right. It doesn't make any sense. And you know, and by the way, Ali's not saying ban the book and burn them like in Nazi Germany. We're trying to keep this out of the hands of our young, impressionable children. Especially because I believe it's one in four men struggle with pornography addiction. It's ah. an addiction, and it's it it's it it is terrible for relationships. It's terrible for the mind. It's terrible for the body. Yeah. Um. There, there's always been an increase in in violence towards women with men that watch porn on a regular basis. Um. Children have experienced that when they become addicted to porn. It is terrible. It is terrible for the for the for the child and for the body and the mind. Yeah. Um, and we need to protect childhood innocence. There is value in childhood innocence. And speaking from experience, when you are exposed to things like that ahead of your uh, processes as, you know, your mental processes as a kid, it, it's a problem. Right. You know, it, it destroys all of your relationships afterwards. Um, you struggle to heal from that for years. So it's something that we need to protect, especially here in Florida. We're the third in the nation for calls to the human trafficking line. Wow. Like that's a problem, you guys. Yeah. Like Tampa mm-hmm. is right there. <laughs> it's I know, a port I keep right hearing there. That. And I'm, I'm so glad it hasn't affected anyone near me, but it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like... I've talked to many anti-human trafficking nonprofits that agree with me. Like these books should not be in our schools. It, right, it, I agree. It, it allows the child to be exploited yep. because it desensitizes them right. to, to the things that it, because the books are romanticizing these things. It's not teaching them, you know, good or bad uh, behavior or, you know, safe or, or um, dangerous kind yeah, of good touch, bad touch. People. You know, right. that's what we were taught. When right. we were that's kids. what you it's need like, to be taught. We, and we no didn't get one, the details. Yes. And no one is saying that our children shouldn't learn, you know, age appropriate sex education. Sure. But they don't need to be romanticized in right. pornography. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's really what it is. It's just age appropriate and removing felony access, really. Because yeah. if I were to hand it out to a kid at a park, like I'd be arrested. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to touch on an interesting subject. So some people not may not know you. They don't know you're African-American. Right. So CRT. Yeah, well, I'm actually so this is funny. So, yeah, I every form I've ever filled out uh-huh. that asks what my race is. I always mark other and I put American. Interesting. Yes, I do. Because I, love that. I am a second generation American. My mom is a Spaniard, Jewish, Spaniard, um, Jewish. and Puerto Rican, right? That's my, a mix. Yep. And my dad is Irish, African, and we believe some kind of Spanish, but also Native American. Oh. Uh, we, I say believe because my, my grandfather was adopted as an infant and we don't know much about his history oh and he passed away before I even met him. So you are more yeah. multicultural. Very than multicultural. Like, yeah. Very like, multicultural. Yeah. So, I mean, I have very tan skin. 
Yes. Island, 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 yes. Island but my mom looks like a white girl. <laughs> That's hilarious. So nobody thinks my brother is the same way. So when we're together as a family, people think that we're not related or that we have different dads. And yeah. Here's a funny story. My brother and I used to live with me and we would go shopping with the kids all the time. And we were at uh, Walmart, I believe, in the cashier. She was like, oh, my gosh, your kids are so cute. And I was like, thanks. They're mine. They're not his. He's my brother. <laughs> She's like, no way. You guys don't even look alike. No, I'm like, serious. And she went on like trying to try to get like she thought I was lying. And I was yeah. like, you know what? My mother is a Russian spy. She de she deflected. And my father's from Wakanda, Wakanda forever. And I walked away <laughs> because if you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you, then I'm just going to come up with a more outlandish lie. So that, oh you know, That's maybe you'll believe that. Wakanda. But. <laughs> That's funny. Oh god. But CRT. Yes, yes. So I threw that one right out. Yeah, you did. You did. CRT. So critical theory is so when this is always brought up, we're always told that well, it's not taught in schools. It's a right. collegiate, you know, curriculum and okay. Well, then if that's that's the case, then why can't we codify the law? Right. That's your job as a school board member. Great so if point. it's not taught in schools, then what's your issue? Right. And then they're like, oh, well, it keeps you, it keeps children from learning about real history. That's not what CRT is about. No. CRT is not about that. Did you read it? Have you, have you gone through where it comes from? And you know, the 8,000 view mm -hmm. viewpoint of where it all stems from? No. Okay. That's not what it's about. So when you, and it is in our schools, it's yeah. a racial lens that our teachers are allowed to teach all subjects through. So no, you're not going to get a syllabus with CRT no. on, on your kids, you know, forms at the beginning of the school year. But when you have, when you take tenants of the class in college, right, the college mm -hmm. course, like implicit bias training, which is literally unconscious racial bias, you have an instructor telling you that you're racist, yes. whether you are or not. And if you say that you're not, that makes you more of a racist. Right. It's that's a racist. It's racist. It is absolutely. It is racist. absolutely racist. Yeah. And when you're pitting different skin colors against each other, and we are an international. I'm gonna say that again. America is an international country. Right. Where people from all over the world come here to live in liberty because we are the only country that has a constitution that protects our inherent rights that are representative government is supposed to protect as well. Right. That's why we have the amount of people, the multicultures that we have here. So yeah. um, well, I don't agree with it and right. it should not be taught in our schools. But again, with the implicit bias training, our teachers are required to take this in order for them to retain their licenses. Oh. Uh, and so that's where it all comes from. Got it. Yeah. My, my biggest problem is just, is just giving children a racial lens because they are born the most beautiful, innocent creatures and they have no racial they lens. They don't. And everybody is equal when someone, they're, yeah, absolutely. And we're just creating terrible. it. It's like, mm -hmm. guys, let them grow up because eventually that's going to happen. Okay. Right. So it's, can they just like have a childhood, please? And then what, what's interesting is I'll say stuff like that. And they're like, well, you're, you're a white supremacist. <laughs> You're the most interesting white supremacist I've ever met. Yes. <laughs> or I'm a race traitor. And I'm like, well, which race is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you tell them. Which, yeah. which race is that? Yeah, you okay. tell them race I mean, we're all a part of the human race. Like we exactly. all are made yeah. the same way. We just look different. And that's okay. Yep. We can look different. Aren't and we if supposed you, to? Right. And if you want to talk about diversity, like we need to have diversity in thought as well. Right. Not just in the way we look. Like yeah. it. The way you look doesn't matter. It's it's can you what's your character like? Yep. Can you do your job well? Are you, you know, sufficient at, you know, being self-motivated? I don't know. Like 
the other characteristics that we have, like whatever happened to the 1964, let's not judge people by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. I'll tell you what, that, that good old guy, MLK, be rolling in his grave. I, seriously. He could see what's going on today. I've, I met Alveda King really? and she knew who I was, which blew me away. Whoa. Because I like we're walking in the hallway of the Moms for Liberty Summit downtown yeah. a couple weeks ago. And I see her and she turns around and she's like, Allie. And I'm like, deer in headlights and just waterfalls. I don't uh, cry. I've never starstruck. Like, I don't yeah. do that. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> but we had this lovely conversation. Awesome. She's like, I love everything you're doing. You know, keep going. You know, now's your time. And she prayed for me. And I'm just like a bawling mess because oh she's my just God. an amazing person. That's amazing, though. I mean, she's awesome. a legacy. Like, she's a walking legacy. Yeah. I can't. It was just great. But, God. yeah, she told me that he he would be so upset. Oh, absolutely. And she's, she's against it all, too. So, I mean. Totally. There's that. <laughs> You're such a breath of fresh air. I know we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, no, no, no. It's 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 good. We've been having a great time with that. Yeah. No, I, I love it. You know, I think um, you know you you definitely love this country. You definitely really want to make a lot of change. You know, what do you think some of the biggest solutions to those problems are? I really just think you know being collaborative. Like I was interviewing teachers, and I had a teacher come up to me, and she was like, you know, I'm really worried about you just being a parent. I'm uh, being on the school board, like because we get a lot of flack from parents that are not involved and. They always blame the teacher. I'm like, well, that's not me. Right. Um, so don't judge me by them. Uh, but we have over 80 years of education experience on our school board. Has anyone ever come to you and asked you what you needed in order for you to be successful in your classroom? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, I'm handing, I'm putting my hand out and asking you, well, what is it that you need if mm -hmm. I was on the board to help you be successful in your classroom? It she seems was like, so simple. It does. And she's like, give me a minute. She had to <laughs> walk away. She yeah. came back like 45 minutes later with three of her friends. And she's like, I just want to be able to teach my kids. I don't want to be looked over. I'm a veteran teacher. I shouldn't have to be in meetings for four, four days out of the week. It just doesn't make sense. And I was totally. like, okay, when I get on the board, I'll help you. So collaborative, you have to work with everybody and you have to have diversity of thought. You can't just get on the board and think you know better than everybody else and just make these blanket one size fits all policies when one size fits all doesn't work in education. It doesn't work in clothing. It doesn't work in anything. So you have to have an open mind and just be able to work with people. So, Ali, I just also wanted to add, too, you're also endorsed by Ron DeSantis, right? Yes, I am. Tell us that story. How did that happen? So I was at the um, HB7, which is the Stop Woke Act bill signing. Um, but prior to that, they had asked me to um, come and speak because I have an experience with CRT with my family. As my son was told that the Constitution could be suspended under emergency rule to denounce his white stepdad just because he was white, um, that he ended up getting like bad grades just because his teacher didn't like who his friends were. Like, this is craziness. Uh, so I went in, um, wrote a speech, and and I was there, and I spoke, and I kind of left uh, our governor speechless. Uh, and he, come, he came up after I spoke, and he was like, well, you know, she's running for Hillsborough County School Board, <laughs> and took my card out of his pocket and, like, showed it and came back, and I was really shocked. Like, I had no idea that that was going to happen. So that was, like, the first time. It was, like, a first, like, soft endorsement. And then after that, a couple of weeks later, uh, I got, I was on my way up to visit. Um, we were doing a luncheon for our first lady. And it was like moms that have been outspoken, going to school board meetings and things like this. And I get like all these phone calls. My phone is like freezing and I'm trying to figure out what is happening here. And I had to pull over because my phone just would not stop ringing. And I get a call from my best friend and she's like, you just got endorsed by the governor. And I'm like, what? Are you crazy? Like, that's not happening. That's not real. So she sent me a screenshot of his tweet. And I like, it was just, I found out when everybody else found out. It was so crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. I, when I heard you were endorsed by DeSantis, I, I remember I, 
I think that was like a little bit after I met you and I met mm. you at a young Republican meeting. And I was just like, that's awesome. I could see why she'd get endorsed by the Santa. Yeah, that was she's, pretty dope. You I know, like you guys are both fighters fighting for this country. And, and we love the Santa's on this show. And, and we love you too. And we want everyone to know, you know, what I really want to ask is everyone that's listening to the show, go tell a friend about Allie. Yes, you know, please. Go on her platform, look her up. And, and make sure you go out there and vote for it. Mm -hmm. you know, yes. August 23rd. Yes. Th that's when the election is. It's coming up. Yep. Go it's vote important. for it, but tell a friend. And if a friend, if people don't know that the election is August 23rd, by the way, tell them. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that don't know this election is coming up. And some people, they don't get involved in the school board. They might be like me that that are, I mean, I get involved in it and I don't have kids, right? Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of people in their 20s that don't have kids. They're not really worried about the school board as much. You know, they don't even want to think about school. Right. The elderly population isn't really worried about it either. But at the end of the day, um, we're raising future everything. Exactly. Right? So we need to make sure that they're that they're educated properly. I, I think it's one. it's it really is the most important election it, because your school board. And actually, another thing, too, that I didn't mention yet was I actually went and spoke at the school board back when they were making masks a, a huge deal. Oh, really? And they were forcing people to wear masks. That's awesome. And I went and spoke. And a lot of people, you know, they're a lot older than me. A lot of them had kids. Mm -hmm. And I was there. I, I was 21 at the time. And I talked about why I was so against having masking up kids in schools. Right. Right. And I went and spoke to the school board. A lot of them knew who I was just because I'm always networking with at political events. And, and wow. I knew a few of the people up there. And I basically said, and I know that this isn't an issue anymore, but at mm -hmm. the time it was, you know, they were making, they were masking kids. And I said that I, I remember how much people would skip school and back in the day. And if you're going to make people wear masks, I don't you think people are going to skip school. And I, oh, and that was my point. whole thing that I was talking about. And I was like, I was in this school system mm -hmm. four years ago. And I really just, I wanted to come here and speak. And it inspired a lot of people because I didn't have kids. I didn't really have a reason to go speak there. They right. weren't forcing me to wear a mask. But I, I understood because four years ago, that was me in school. Mm -hmm. And if that were to happen to me, I, I would I would want somebody to go speak up. Somebody that was a little bit younger that maybe didn't understand, but they wanted to get involved. Right. right. You know, they, they didn't not, I wouldn't say understand, but didn't really didn't need to get involved, but get involved. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're listening to this right now, go out there and inspire other people yes. that might not be as involved, but they could be inspired by a story like you. Absolutely. Allie. Well, courage is contagious. And that's really, that's really the basis of this, right? Like if, if not now, then when, if not you, then who someone has to stand up, you have to find that courage within yourself to do what's right because it's right. Not because it's popular and you shouldn't be worried about who's going to call you names because it doesn't matter. Names are just names. You know who you are, stand firm in your truth and just go out and stand for what's right because it's right. Um, you know, it, it's, we have to get uncomfortable for the comfort of future generations. We can't sit idly by while they're trying to just completely destroy our education and our youth and our children and their minds and their their bodies. It's just not it's not okay. Exactly. Well August twenty third. Yes. Man. That, you're you're that, awesome. Well you. said, Allie. <laughs> She's God. definitely a positive patriot. You guys see why we had her on the show. Yes. And and we'll probably have you on again or something. Of you know, course. I think you're you're amazing. And uh, you, you definitely are a, a winner, and I really hope you win. August twenty third is yes. when people can go vote for you. Yes. Right? Yep. I want to have I want to have Allie on after the victory. Yes, let's sir. do it. Absolutely. Allie, August twenty third, go vote for her, and let's, let's stay, stay positive, positive, Patriots. Patriots.